welcome to Writing Easy, a podcast that takes the act of writing, which can sometimes be no fun, and make it super duper fun. I am Mary Mascari. And I'm Melissa Long. Hi, Mary. Hi, Melissa. Here we are again. Here we are. It's Friday. It's Friday, which is weird for us. Usually we don't record on a Friday. Um, I think we're both a little loopy. Yes. Uh, but that means this is going to be an awesome podcast. This episode's going to be great. Awesome. Awesome. It's going to be fantabulous. Maybe. Can't wait. <laughs> Let's not wait. Let's just Let's do it just now. Let's just do it. What do you think? Again. Okay, yeah, here we yeah. go. Let's do this. All right. So we are continuing our series of going through Pixar's 22 Rules of Storytelling, Not in Order. Perhaps when we finish the series, we like re-edit these together to be like in order or something, but probably not because that I don't have time for that. Yeah. So today we are going to do number three, and that is trying for theme is important, but you won't see what the story is actually about till you're at the end of it. Now rewrite. The reason I, I chose this one this week, the reason I chose it is that I have so many times had the the experience of not realizing what I'm writing until I've written it. Like all my planning and all my thoughts of like, okay, this is what this is going to be. I finish it and I go, oh, that's what it, okay, okay, now I know what I need to do. And all the stress I had while I was writing the first draft of, oh, God, what is that, is all irrelevant. Because as soon as I hit the end and I go, I look back and go, oh, oh, there it is. What's your experience like with that? The same, which would might surprise people given that I love to outline everything to death. Um, mm-hmm. But I still almost, in every large project that I've done, I've gotten to the end, gotten through a first draft of revisions, and then went, oh, this is the story. <laughs> this is not like the right lead protagonist, or it doesn't start in the right place, or these are the mm-hmm. this is the core theme of what I'm trying to do. And that allows me to edit and revise the product to its final version. But yeah, I'm doing a project now where I have added a new character and I'm telling everything from the perspective of this character who's an outsider. And that is not how the first three drafts were done. Like, (laughs) it's got a totally new protagonist. It's the most inefficient activity ever is writing. And and I always, it always gets me into my head because I hear about writers who just like spit it out. They just go. And, you know, they're, they're so prolific and they're so uh, quick. And it I would really like to be able to do that. But I think – I'm not sure where that comes from. I'm not sure how it is. And I've had to kind of let go of that idea and just be like, you know what? It, it takes as long as it takes. As long as I hit my deadlines, it's going to be good. But I can't rush it. I can't – and I can't force the theme because I think what this, this is what yeah. this rule is about. If you go in like, I'm going to write a story about this theme – I think it forces your hand a little bit. You tend to, that's when you tend to get a little preachy and tropey and not goody. I'm trying to think, do I have a theme when I start? I mean, I really don't in most cases. Usually I have like a question or like a thing that I'm, my characters are trying to solve or explore, but I wouldn't say it's so Mm -hmm. fleshed out that it's actually a theme. I think you can't force that. I think that has to happen organically. Because it's you're not aware of it. Now, the funny thing is, is I, I looked back on something that I had written a few years ago. And I thought it when I wrote it, I thought it was about one thing. And then I'm reading it again. I'm like, oh, man, looking back at what you were going through in your life at that time, I know exactly what this story is about. 
And it's not what you thought at all. You know, it's it's you're too close to it because you're you're it's all you, right? Every character is you in some way. Not that if you write an evil killer character that you yourself are a killer, but you know, it, it's who you draw from. Um, and so you're so close to it. And so when you're writing it, you're you're deep in the guts of it all. You can't possibly watch both perspectives at the same time to look back and go, oh, there it is. At the same time, you're zooming in. Now, how are you defining what theme is for our audience? Mm, oh, that's such a good question. I always hated that in uh, in school, right? You'd have the only thing about English I didn't like is they'd be like, "Okay, what's the plot? What's the characters? What's the theme?" And I'd be like, "I don't, I don't know. What's the theme?" It makes more sense to say themes, like these are the themes, and they're like recurring themes, and that that tends to come up is kind of little motifs, things that get repeated, little ideas or actions or uh, some sort of concept that ends up being looked at from different perspectives. Uh, you know, one character will experience this thing one way, and then someone else will experience it a different way. Then you say, okay, there's a theme. But to say the theme of a book, I still don't know what that means. I still don't understand what that is. Yeah, it's... I, I like the idea of having multiple themes because a theme is really a pattern, right? Or a trend. It's something that reoccurs throughout the book or throughout the series. And mm -hmm. it... Um, I don't, I agree. Like it's organic. It shouldn't be forced. It shouldn't be something that you're like, oh, I'm going to do this story on grief. And that's the theme is grief. I mean, like you can kind of go in at that angle, but it's really hard to do. And it does feel very forced if you start from a place of like, I want to write a story about grief. <laughs> Which is not to say that, that you don't ever do that. You don't ever thoughtfully add a theme or reinforce a theme. You You do that. But it's not a first draft activity. It's a later draft activity because things just pop up. It happens once you once you kind of close that loop. Once you it's like once you cast off like you're knitting. You know you have to cast off yeah. to kind of close everything up. Once you cast it off, you look at it and you go, okay. And the great thing is, unlike knitting, you're not you don't have to rip it all out and start over. You can just continue to work on it. Um, and once you do that, once you see the size and shape of what you've got, then you can kind of go, oh, you know what, I want to highlight this, I want to highlight this, I see a connection here, or if I move this part over an inch, then they line up really nicely and I get a good thing, and and, and that's where the theme comes out. It's it's the little swirls in the frosting and not the ingredient that you bake in. Themes often emerge over um, a course of work. So mm -hmm. I tend to repeat the same things because I'm interested in the same types of questions or the, the same types of um, characters. So a lot of mm -hmm. my work will look at uh, power and an abuse of power. And like, so you'll see that certain characters will be like a different exploration of that. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not intentional. It's just what I like to do and the characters I like to create and that becomes a very strong theme in my work. A lot of my characters are sort of type A, uh, ambitious, driven, uh, almost always women. My lead characters are almost always women um, who has to deal with their their career, their work, and a, a crisis of faith around that. I mean, almost always. That's like that's the, the main theme that tends to come up all the time. Um, and I, I don't intend for it to. It's not like, oh, I want to think about this again. It's just what comes out, what's in my brain. It's not the only thing. There's other themes. Yeah. You know, there's, I see a lot of things about uh, family 
totally comes up a lot. Uh, trusting, you know, and and yeah, if my therapist were to read this stuff, she'd be like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. But that's that, that's the point. That that is art. <laughs> like yeah. that's, every artist does that. That's what you do. Themes, yeah. I mean, aside from the the power one, I well, I love exploring questions of humanity, um, like what makes us human. So that often ends up in my writing, doing genre science fiction and fantasy. You're constantly thinking about how societies are formed and built, and mm-hmm. how certain rules or laws are developed and how people um, follow those rules or who gets leadership. And so often for me, there's this question of um, humanity and how far will we go to like protect humanity or retain our humanity and where's the line. So I love digging into like creating characters that have this grayness about them and like what lines will they cross. So often I'm doing dealing with like moral and ethical themes and questions in Mm -hmm. my work Um, because that's what I don't know that's what I like to read and like I'm always pondering that I think what happens is is it's the reason these themes kind of get in I was thinking as as you were explaining that because I have the same sort of thing where it's like oh this is what I think is interesting this is what I'm curious about you're making decisions as you're crafting your plot because the plot is a character has a problem that they need to solve and that's that's the engine that has to be there and if you if you have the theme come before any sort of conceptual ideas, if, if that comes in before what the character needs, your story becomes preachy and boring. The, yeah. the character's actions and decisions has to be center. So you as the writer are making decisions about where the story is going to go or what this character is going to do or not do and why. And, you know, you're going to tend to go to the things that you find interesting. But I think if I said I want to write a book about you shouldn't do this thing. It's going to be so sanctimonious and boring that, or and predictable. It'll be predictable because people will see the theme coming, the moral coming a mile away. Yeah. And so they'll know what the character's going to do because they know what the author is trying to do. Your authorial voice kind of bursts into the story and starts pointing fingers around. It's like, yeah, yeah, got it, got it. You know, you're doing a, a good guy, bad guy, got it. If you're doing the other parts of writing well in terms of creating conflict and dynamic characters and really thinking through the plot and the motivations, the theme will emerge, right? Like you don't have to stress, even if you're like, oh, I want to do a story about redemption. Like that's a type of story, but that's not necessarily a theme in and of itself. And it's okay to start from that place. But, you know, when you Mm -hmm. think about what's the actual theme you're talking about, then like, what are you saying about redemption? through this work and that comes yeah. at the end. And that's sometimes what people, other people interpret it to be. I find I get a lot of feedback totally. from my writer's yeah. group um, in terms of letting me know like, hey, did you realize that you were doing this? And I'm like, no, I didn't realize that that happened in four different chapters throughout the book, but thanks. Now I'm gonna go back mm-hmm. and revise it and emphasize that because, yeah, and I'm gonna pretend like I knew it all along. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that you have two, two really good points that I wanna highlight. First is is the, aspect of of the magic of it right so it does happen there's magic that happens when you are writing i think when you do any artwork at a certain level is you just suddenly look over and like oh oh look at that 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 lines up just right sometimes it doesn't but sometimes it doesn't it's magical yeah and i think theme is one of those things that happens magically and it's your subconscious working la 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 but i like magic is an easier way to think about it also theme and message are that the relationship between those two things is something you need to think about. Like, is this a message or is it a theme? Is it a question or is it an answer? 
Questions are more interesting than answers. And the other part of that formula is something that you cannot know and must not know, and that is the reader. And the reader is going to take away their own thing from it. And they're going to interpret this how they will. And that is not your concern. It's kind of their story once, you, once you're done with it. <laughs> like Once you put it out mm-hmm. there, it's theirs to interpret how they see fit. The other thing is the reason it needs to be kind of um, subconscious and secret is that I think you might get self-conscious and start to hide things. Like if you think, oh, my God, what this is me saying what I think the world should be. And what if, you know, what is this revealing about me? What is this saying who I am? And then you might back away. Don't think about that. You go, I think you said, what you said was exactly perfect. You just write the story and then you will notice someone will bring up, hey, this, 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 this repeated. And then you go, aha, and then you just go in and highlight it. And you're brilliant then. And the highlights are things like um, changing word choice or changing uh, uh, descriptions uh, you know, like, oh, let's let's highlight red here or a couple thoughts there. There's you sprinkle them. It's just this dainty little touch. It's it's, you know, swooping like I said, swooping the frosting. Right. Yeah, that's the that's the art. That's the beautiful thing about reading somebody else's work and seeing that. And you're like, whoa, this is so complex. And it's not like it just flew out that way. In most cases, yeah. you know, it's like 10 drops later. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's the fluffy stuff. And I think if you try to build a structure on the fluffy stuff, you'll fall down. The fluffy yeah. stuff's important. It'll be a hot mess. But it's not It'll be structural. Hot mess. Yeah, it's going to be a, a hot mess. <laughs> avoid the hot mess. There's there's uh, Mary and Melissa's 22 Rules of Storytelling. Rule one, avoid a hot mess. I like it. So I think we kind of plumbed that. The, the important thing to remember is when you're writing, know what you're, what part you're, you're working on. There's a lot of parts and just know... At each stage, what part is the thing you're supposed to be working on? And the rule number three is saying that theme, conceptual stuff, messages that comes at the end in the rewrites, not at the beginning. Absolutely. 110%. Well, we have once again forgotten to mention the social media stuff at the beginning like I thought we would. I decided that we would do and we totally aren't. So let's do it now real quick. We're <laughs> such losers. Um, we have uh, Writing Easy podcast everywhere. Everywhere. MySpace. Um, we've got a GeoCities account. Uh, what else? No, we don't. AOL. We don't. <laughs> we've got an AOL. Um, I've actually just, I just have a, a things on the bulletin board that I've put up on the quad. I've got, I don't know. I got a beeper. I can't a little pager. You can just. I got a beeper, yes. <laughs> you know, the, the, on the places that, uh, that they need to be. I'm going to say I have not done a very good job of keeping up the Twitter account. It's been summer, you guys. It's summer. So I'm going to try to do a little better job of uh, giving you guys some cool stuff to look at on the tweets. Some happy things. Twitter needs happy things. And I'm going to yeah, rededicate myself to doing good stuff out there, making Twitter happy. The other thing, just, you know, do the whole rate, subscribe, uh, review. What other things do they need to do? Uh, uh, enjoy, uh, caress, uh, <laughs> <Share>. <laughs> interpret, <laughs> share. Oh, sharing is share. good. Maybe not caress. Is That's kind of creepy. <laughs> yes. Don't caress without permission. <laughs> yes, please don't. <laughs> Podcast is not consent. Yes, please be respectful. And this is here's where the Friday loopiness is coming in. And uh, so at that point, I think we're going to just close out before we get completely off the rails. Uh, writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary Mascari. And I'm Melissa Long. 
Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.